Hello, I'm Kayla. And I'm Audrey, and this is Mordor She Wrote. We are on a read-along journey. Um, I have never read The Lord of the Rings at all, ever, and Audrey has, and she is Some would is say an excessive amount of times. She has. Some would say you have said that yourself. I have said that myself. <laughs> Self-burn. Well, Audrey is my Gandalf on this magical journey because I have no idea what's going on and sometimes she's less than helpful. I just don't want to spoil the magic for you, okay? Sue me. And yeah, one thing I wish you would have spoiled is the fact that there's a song in every fucking chapter of this book. I, you know, some chapters have more than one song. Some of them just have one really long song that doesn't really seem to have anything to do with what's happening in the chapter. Tolkien liked poetry. What can I say? Tolkien liked to hear himself make noise is what it sounds like. <laughs> that also might be true. <laughs> yeah. So for some context, um, I know it's been a while since we've recorded last, but hopefully by the time you hear this episode, you have not been too far removed from hearing chapter nine. Yes. And we left off with chapter nine so that now we're in chapter 10. Just a quick refresher for us and any listeners. Uh, chapter nine, we got a lot of information about the population of Bree, which is the little town outside of the Shire that the hobbits have stopped in. Um, and they were staying at an oh, inn yeah. run by a man named Butterbur. And uh, despite all warnings to the contrary, Frodo was uh, singing singing a song and accepting drinks and stuff and fell and the ring landed on his finger and he disappeared in the middle of everyone. And then he was confronted by Strider. He's like, lol, that didn't really happen. And everybody's like, we definitely did just see that happen. So. Something definitely just happened. Something weird. Yes. So that's where we're at. Right. So let me, I'll give you the quickest rundown of chapter nine, just a refresher really quick. So we are set in Bree, which is a small town outside the Shire, populated by both men and hobbits. Uh, we learn about rangers, which is kind of like mystical wild woodsmen, uh, including one named Strider, who's in the corner of the bar the hobbits are staying at. This bar is the Prancing Pony. It's run by a man named Butterbur. And uh, after accepting some drinks and singing a song and stuff, Frodo slips and falls and the ring lands on his finger. And uh, he disappears in the middle of everyone. And then Strider confronts him. Oh, Frodo. No, Frodo, no. Yeah. All warnings to the contrary. It all just went right out the window as soon as he had a couple drinks in him. Well, I'm hoping in the next couple of chapters that Frodo gets his life together and stops blundering around like an idiot but one can hope one uh, but we do go into chapter 10 which is called strider uh with that confrontation so right now just a reminder to to who's with us is uh frodo and sam and pippin are all with us but mary had stepped outside for a breath of fresh air so he is not with us ah, yes, at this point that is correct So Kayla, what did you uh, what did you think of this chapter? What did you think of Strider? I was right. But what were you right about? We get a little ahead of ourselves if we talk about that right now, but I was right. 
Um, I mean, that's probably true, but that's okay. We When have we ever gone chronologically when talking about these chapters? We just kind of jump around to whatever we want. Yes. So I was right about my prediction as to who Strider was. He is definitely Aragorn. And I felt superior when I realized that. And Very proud of you. Yes. So... I like I like that he turns out to be this guy Aragorn, uh, son of Arathorn, heir of Elendil, which are all names that he's called in the next couple chapters. Um, yeah, don't. I remind. like that he's presented to us as kind of this like tricky asshole, though. He really is. Um, my notes open with "We are still at the prancing pony, and the identity of the mysterious rider will finally be revealed." That is how my notes for this chapter start. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, so Strider confronts them and is basically like, hey, I have information that you're going to want, but I have a price. And so the hobbits are understandably wary, especially Sam. Uh, but his price turns out to be um, that he wants to travel with them until he decides to leave. Right. And I also have a note that Frodo panics because he's like, we have limited funds and I don't think we can pay this guy anything before. He's like, no, just kidding. I want to come on an adventure with you. Which doesn't really make Frodo feel any better. He's basically just like, hey, buddy, this party's full. <laughs> you want to know something fun? Uh, yes, always. I misspelled Strider's names like three different ways in this chat in, in, my, in my notes. I mean that's totally like, that's totally fair, I guess, but it is a pretty straightforward word. Well, it is, but I spell it with a Y like fifty percent of the time. I don't know why, but like it's spelled correctly at the top of the page and then at the end, but in the middle he is Strider with a Y. And well then, I majored in English. Very, I mean, it's very young adult fantasy, I think, to spell it that way. If I ever get a dog, I'll name like him Strider. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so so Strider confronts them, and he's he basically talks about having heard them outside of Bree talking about fake names, and <laughs> yeah. also tells them that he's seen the Black Riders, and implies that he knows that Frodo is carrying the ring. Yeah, and I ju one thing I just love about Strider in this chapter because they continue to call him Strider for a while, so I'm just gonna stick with that right here. It's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. I like how he's like, I know that you guys think you were being subtle, but um, you weren't. And you're causing yourself a lot of problems now because of this. And like, you need to be less dumb in the future. And I had some thoughts here. I was basically like, I wish I could be more like Strider and how he talks to people, but I'm definitely more like the hobbits. Like, yet another oh. hobbit comparison between myself and and Frodo and Sam, because I'm like, I'm, I'm not a subtle or careful person sometimes, and I wish I was. So It's kind of luxury, like the way that Strider talks to him, because one of the things he says, and it's one of my favorite things that he says in this first meeting, is uh, you're not nearly frightened enough. Like, basically, uh, talking about the Black Riders, he's he's just like, no, no, you might think that you understand how scary they are, but you don't. And not to get spoilery, because we do record these in batches, but I think Frodo has a moment in a later chapter where um, he has the shit properly scared out of him, 
as we would say. I would say that that's fair. Yes. That's a fair assessment. But yeah, during this meeting with Strider, um, Butterbur knocks on the door um, and comes in with one of the house servants, Knob. And Strider literally just like jumps back into a shadowy corner and oh, yeah. goes unnoticed. And um, oh, yeah. Isn't this where Butterbur comes in with that letter? Yes, except for it takes a while for him to get to the red, to the letter. Like, we, it turns out that this is a letter that Gandalf gave to him three months ago that he just never got around to sending. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. And he's like, well, I figured you'd come this way eventually, so I didn't really need to give it to you right now. And mind you, dear listeners, while all of this is going on, we still don't know who Strider is. Like, he still has not told us who he is. Um, I got... I jumped the gun a little bit at the beginning of the discussion because I was excited that I was right, but they're still trying to get out of him like, who are you? What do you want with us? Why are you here? And why are you acting so squirrely when anybody walks into this room? Yes, yes. And in the middle of Butterbur's like two-page rambling explanation of this letter and why he has it and why he hasn't sent it and all this stuff strider steps out of the shadows and is basically like hey idiot are you still gonna help if i tell you that it's the black riders and that they're from mordor and butterbur to his credit is scared but is definitely like gandalf told me to help these hobbits so i'm gonna help them yeah he's like well the magic man with the crazy hat told me i had to so i guess i will and yeah, he talks about uh, Gandalf punishing him by like making his ale sour forever oh, no. or turning him into a block of wood. I kind of wish he was a block of wood. Sometimes he talks way too much. Oh, he talks so much. He does. Uh, so Frodo. That's a lot. But so Frodo got. Yeah, he reads the letter. And Gandalf leaves him a list of demands. And um, they are basically, you need to leave by the end of July. Don't travel at night. And trust Strider because. And then I have been. All caps, that takes up three lines. Strider is Aragorn. Finally. I love it. And yeah, basically... The... As a reminder, it's September. Where the Hobbits are now, it's September. Oh, yeah. So they definitely did not hit the Leave the Shire by July mark. Definitely not. Um, I just want to note that they really didn't follow many of the directions on this list. Yeah, they, let's see... They don't. Uh, they didn't leave the Shire by July. Um, they mostly don't they travel did... at night, but they get stuck having to do that a couple of times. And yeah, and not to jump the gun, but as they leave Bree, they don't leave a message for him with Butterbur, which Gandalf says they should do. <laughs> but correct me if I'm wrong. Gandalf is like way the heck ahead of them, so. Why would he? He's been gone a while and was supposed to meet them, which is why they left late anyway. Yes, and not to be too spoilery, but that's going to be a theme that continues. Um, yeah, they're trying to find Gandalf because he was meant to be like their guide to Rivendell, right? So they've run into Strider, who looks like he's probably going to make a, a replacement guide. Um, Sam has this moment that I really like where he he's basically just like hey how do we know that you're really this guy that Gandalf's talking about like you could have killed him the real one and just stolen his clothes and Strider's just like if that were true I also could have just killed you fair um so it's been a while since I've looked at my notes for this and I have two notes specifically about you and I don't remember what they're in reference to one of them says 
Something about the rhyme I asked about a few episodes ago, and I don't remember what rhyme that was. And then ask Odd. The rhyme is all that is gold does not glitter, that one. not all those yes. who wander yes. are lost. That one. Okay, yes. The old that is strong does not wither, deep roots are not reached by the frost. My favorite poem in the entirety of Lord of the Rings, and we will see this one more times before these books Yes, I like that particular poem, so I'm okay with that one coming up again. And then I have ask Audrey about that symbol. Oh, yes. Okay, so the symbol in question, it, it looks like kind of uh, half a menorah, except for it's missing a branch. So like if a menorah didn't have uh, seven branches, but only had five, mm-hmm. but it's half a menorah. And then there's a dot north, south, east, west yes. um, on each each side of it. It's basically a rune that Gandalf uses to sign his name. Okay. Is that what they see on the rock in that one chapter? That is correct. Okay. So in an upcoming chapter, we'll see the symbol again. Okay. Um, and the implication is it's a rune that basically stands in for the letter G. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. Well, yeah. that wasn't as like, as keeps happening, I've noticed anytime that I think it's going to be super mystical or like shrouded in lore, anytime I think that's going to happen, doesn't happen. That's one There's, pattern I've noticed. It's usually a straightforward explanation, you know? Usually. Well, anytime that uh, the shrouded in mystery and and lore happens, it's not for anything that I care about. And that's one thing I find frustrating about this experience. I wish that I could tell you that it's not going to continue that way, well, but I cannot promise that. There are two more chapters after this one that I have read, and I can confirm that it does not get better, at least in the next two chapters. It's true. So. <laughs> so they read the letter, they find out that Aragorn is Aragorn uh, as, much, as much as they can be satisfied with that answer, make plans to leave with him the next day, and it's about this time that Pippin's like, hey... Should we look for Mary? Like, oh, yeah. Where he's is still he? not back. Yeah, that's literally my uh, next note. Someone realizes Mary is still gone and is sent to find him. Yes. So Nob, the house servant at the at the prancing pony, has been sent to find him and does return with Mary, um, who has a wild story. He saw a black rider and then basically fell into like a stupor where he was having these nightmares. Oh God. Um, and once again, mystical stuff, Kayla, <laughs> that isn't explained at all, is once Mary describes like falling into this like nightmare, half asleep state on the side of the road where Nob found him and woke him, Aragorn goes, ah, yes, the black breath. And then they move on and they don't say anything about it. <laughs> so am I allowed to ask if this comes up again later? Because um, I honestly don't recall if it comes up very much Um in the rest of the books in terms of it being addressed that way as the black breath but the implication is that the presence of the black writers um they can ex- essentially exert an influence over you that causes you to fall into like a, a nightmarish stupor gotcha um, so that's that's the implication well okay they just yeah they just move on from it and i continue to see then anger secretly and not so secretly because you and our 10 listeners now know. So I'm sure there's more than that. Okay. I know there's more than that, actually. But um, well, we have taken a long hiatus. So hopefully they're still with us. Well, listen, a lot of life happened in the last like three months since the last episode came out. And yeah, like 
like not to get off on a tangent right now, but a little bit of one just for context, folks. Um, since our last episode we recorded, it hasn't been released yet, but between episode chapter nine and chapter 10, um, I moved states and got a new job and like, I mean, that had already been in the works, but then like we also announced in the last couple episodes that Audrey is expecting her own little hobbit and that yes. little hobbit is basically almost here at this point. So yeah, uh, maybe two more weeks, maybe yes. three. That's about where we're at. Oh, so I maybe um by the time by the time these episodes are out, the baby might be here. Yes, that's very true. Also, it sounded like you almost slipped and said a pronoun just now. Uh, if I did, it's fine because, like I said, by the time the baby is oh no, I'm ex- uh, here. I don't give a rat's ass for them. I was I was kind of excited. I was like, is she gonna do it? Because she like you were like I might have you were about to slide into a consonant sound and then you backed off of it real fast. And I'm like, here's here's the thing. So uh, context for listeners, just because this is funny and I've told this story a million times already. So my husband and I were not planning to find out the sex of the baby. We had to do some genetic testing, and when those results came in, the sex was listed at the top. So we know, but we haven't told anyone, except for that the further along I get in this pregnancy, the more people who are like just acquaintances or strangers and like don't actually know my family and close friends, I have slipped up and said the pronouns to. <laughs> so. She has yet to do it with me, though, and I'm a little frustrated. Well, that's because you're a close friend and I am making a conscious effort yes. with close friends and family to continue to keep it a secret. I want to be surprised, but so... We went to one of my husband's coworkers' weddings, and I think I told like three people there on accident. Oopsie! It was like back to back. None of them know anybody that they could tell, but <sighs> just gets harder and harder because Aaron and I sit at home, and uh, when we talk to each other, we use the baby's pronouns. Yes, and it's like I may just be a little overexcited, but it sounded like that was what was about to happen, and. I mean, it's totally possible. I have thought twice now that I accidentally told my mom on the phone. Oh, no. But I have not. Don't tell Judy. So, not yet, no. Would Judy? Uh, but anyway. Yes. So, that's that's our little life update. That's the little side journey we've been on, as well as the Lord of the Rings. And Yes. Yeah. So, we're, you know, to, we're almost at the end of this chapter, actually. Um, so we talk about, you know, Mary and what he saw and what happened to him. And um, basically they make a plan that they're going to stay in this room that they're talking to Strider in. And Nob, the the like house servant, goes and um, puts fakes in the beds oh, yeah. in the hobbits' rooms um, just in case. And they all just fall asleep in this room with Strider and wait for the morning to come. Strider is a good friend for not knowing these guys from Adam. Like, way to go. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's he's clearly got a vested interest in the ring and stuff, based on the letter from Gandalf and stuff that he himself says, but he has not at all clarified for us what exactly that interest well, is. Well, I think we talked about this in a past episode where I, I know the very broadest of strokes of Aragorn's story, and... Yeah, what happens that like twice, like that's like the vaguely aware of who he is i'm vaguely aware of who he is and the one spoiler in is it return of the king is the third one mm-hmm. the one spoiler i've seen involves aragorn in that movie towards the end so um 
in context of what I already knew, it wasn't a surprise, but it was like an, oh, I remember that now, and now I'm a little sad, because that's not going to happen organically, but rest assured, my friends, I have not seen any other parts of The Lord of the Rings, and I don't plan on it until I can come visit Audrey at some point in the future and we can watch the extended director's cuts, because I'm told that is the only version I'm allowed to watch. That is the only version you're allowed to watch, unfortunately. We are about at the time of year that I typically watch every year. Um, Last year for my birthday, I did a themed Lord of the Rings gathering with just like three friends, which was nice. I'm jealous Um, I couldn't be there. I know. It was really fun. We were all like in each other's little quarantine bubbles, so we just made an entire day out of it, and it was great. Well, that's good. Um, but yeah, so it's it's like cooler weather and fall weather, and that's like usually when I watch Lord of the Rings, and I'm about to have an infant that I will be up with all hours of the day and night, so I will definitely be watching them. I don't blame you. I feel like that's good fodder for watching while you're um feeding a child. Yep. Yes. Start that is the plan. Start him out right in life. Absolutely. Yeah. So normally this is where we include predictions, but like to ruin the mystery. We're doing three chapters at a time, so they wouldn't be organic predictions. Yes. And I will save any major announcements for episode for the final episode. Episode thirteen. I don't know. It's chapter twelve. I want to say chapter eight was chapter twelve. Yeah, chapter eight was episode ten. So. it would be episode 14. We did some prologue stuff. Yeah. I can't do math. Don't ask me these questions. You're better at math than I am out of the two of us. Oh, no. Yes. We're doomed. Yes. Well. Anyway, that's that's all the uh, all the stuff we have for chapter 10. Kayla, you want to give them our social channels and stuff? Let me grab my phone so I can refresh my own memory. Um, oh, I've got four Bumble notifications. Look at me go. But that's not why we're here. Um, We are on Instagram and Twitter under Mordor underscore she wrote. And I think we also, we have a Facebook page. Like, it exists. And that's about all I can say about it. We don't really put anything on Facebook. We're definitely more on Insta and Twitter. For real. And even then, like, my Twitter use has been sparse lately. You can also find us... Um, you can email us at mortarshewrotethepodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to catch up with us at any point, that is where we are. Oh, it's Mordor She Wrote Podcast, not the podcast. I'm sorry. Mordor She Wrote Podcast at gmail.com. And that's all I have. What about you? That's all I have, too. You usually have, like, a a line. I tell them, um, may the stars shine on the end of your road. Mm -hmm.